the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jenniferjackson.com. You're listening to Simply for Women. We're still talking with Shirley Marlowe, and today's an important day because we're going to talk about we're going to talk about race, and I think that's really an important topic. If you missed her previous shows, I hope you'll go to jenniferjackson.com. You want to hear her testimony. She talks about abuse, and she also talks about healing and forgiveness and freedom and deliverance and the hope that God's brought. And it's really fun for me because a lot of that really started at a women's event and at our church. And so it proves the power of God and the power of community and all that he has to offer through his word. So I want you to hear all of Shirley's story. You can get that on at jenniferjackson.com. But welcome back to the show, Shirley. We're so Thank glad you, to have you. Wow, you, you had these neat parents that took you to church. I mean, at least they get... Big brownie points for taking you to church. <laughs> it's important. Take your kids to church. Um, but anyway, so they did do that right. So we yes. are thankful for that Shiloh Church in Cleveland, Ohio. But um, tell us, you were telling us about where about your parents and where they grew up and how this affected you and their marriage. Tell, give us a little background. Um, my father was drafted out of uh, college. Um, he was in college at Tuskegee, was drafted into the war. Um, and actually, he'd been in at the tail end of the World War II. And while he was there, he met my mom, um, who was uh, born in Germany. She was born in Beerheim. And they met, actually, in Frankfurt, Germany. Okay. Um, my dad was what he called hitting on my mom all the time. So she was German. She was not American. She, she was, was not, not part of the, the armed forces. She was in Germany she during in the Germany. war. Yes. Okay. So she grew up during the war anti-Hitler, anti-Nazi. That's, um, that's good. Yeah. Um, she actually helped um, give bread and hide Jews, her parents, and they did. So I after a while that. they met, um, she didn't like my dad, but her mom liked my dad. So my dad would come over to the house and have her mom invite him over. <laughs> so, Smart guy, I guess. <laughs> yes. So they wind up getting married, which was illegal. When they got married. Because she was white and he was black. They got, it was illegal the first time in Germany because we were fighting the Germans. So it was illegal to get married. Oh, makes sense. So they got married anyway in 48, um, again in 49, and again in 52. Um, Reason being Germany had to okay it the second time that it was okay. And then they got to get married again because the army had to okay it. And then they had to get the okay from the United States for them to even come back because it's illegal for a black man to be married to a white woman in the 50s and 60s. So many things have <laughs> changed in 70 years. Yes. I yes. mean, I I think one thing that's kind of sad is that people don't even try to get married today. Yes. And so I'm proud of your parents for trying to get married. I'm sad that they weren't allowed to get married. Mm-hmm. So you have a white mother, you have a black father. How did this affect your life? Um, well, they came back to the United States. Um, my dad was stationed in West Virginia. 
and he brought my mom down and he had to send my mom back to Cleveland because none of the men under him would obey him because he was married to a white woman. So she, he sent my mom back and then we settled in Cleveland. Um, even when we were born, we were not accepted by either the white people or the black people. Um, I grew up during the race riots. I don't know if you heard about the Huff race riots that happened in Cleveland. Ten city blocks was burnt down. I could see it from where and my house where was. that's where you lived? Yes. Wow. I could see it from my house where it burnt down at. Um, the, we had both the um, black nationals and the Panthers that was patrolled in the neighborhood. The, back then, the Panthers was the good thing. The black nationalists was kind of like a little bit of troublemakers back then. I was standing outside one day and this guy came up to me and put a knife to my throat and asked me whether I was black or white. What did you say? I didn't say anything. I didn't know what to say. I just stood there. I just thankfully just thank God that my dad was the one that came out. Yes. (laughs) And he confronts this guy and he, you know, basically said, what are you doing? He goes, oh, we heard about a bunch of white people coming in and trying to take over and our neighborhood. So I'm just trying to chase him out. So my dad had choice few words, but them. I um, like your dad more and more. I mean, he pushed for you to get a good education. Uh, he took you to church and now he has literally saved your life. He, he in saved this moment. Life. Yes. So, um, none of my friends liked none of my high school, uh, junior high elementary school, high school was a little different, but I still had problems. I got beat up a lot. My brother, my older brother, Junior, was beaten mm. by someone because of his color and had uh, put his face to the curb and stomped the back of his neck. And my other brother tried to protect him, and they knifed him. Were there other whites in your neighborhood? You know, it's kind of funny. We make a joke about it that I went to bed one night, and there were Jewish people, there were white people, there were Polish people, and there were black people in our neighborhood. And I'm telling you, it just seemed like in the middle of the night, they all moved out. And we became a whole black neighborhood. And so you were there and you were with a white mom. How did your mom get through? Um, my mom basically stayed home a lot. Um, she did go out in a car with my dad. Um, we would go out together and we would get looks like, you ever heard of Howard Johnson's? Yeah. Okay. We went to Howard Johnson's one day and it always be my mom first and then the kids in order of mm-hmm. age. And then my dad last and my mom would go six because there were six of us, and they would go one, two, three, four, and they would move my father out the way to Mm. try to find who the sixth person is. Oh, wow. And my dad was a photographer, so he had pictures of us, Mm. and when people stared at us in the restaurants, my dad would just go over and hand them a picture of us and say, here, just look at this. Instead of staring at us, that way you could eat and look at at us at the same time. He had a sense of humor (laughs) as well. He was trying to get through it. Yes, yes. So one day I asked my dad, could we move? Because I didn't want to be in the neighborhood anymore. Um, and I asked my dad, why don't people like me and what color am I? And he was eating Oreos at the time. So my dad took the Oreo and said, this is me, which is the outer part. He opened it up and said, the white part, the filling is your mom. He put it on the table and smashed it with his um, hand and said, and these are the children. But the one thing that I'm blessed about is the fact that he taught me that I am not a color. I'm a person. That's that, you know, that's one thing he taught me. And, and even though he did taught me, I don't think he quite understood exactly what we were going through as being mixed children.
So painful. How did you process that with the Lord? Or what has God taught you through that? One thing God taught me, and I am very grateful for, even when I grew up, I never considered myself black or white. I considered myself biracial. And it took years for the government to actually put that on the paper that we could be biracial. You know, on there. Well, it almost seems unfair to a child to have to pick, you know, my, yeah. more like my, did you feel like you were divided? Like if I pick white, I'm only for my mom. If I pick black, I'm for my dad. Yes. I mean, how does it, that feel as a child? It, it was because you had to pick and choose which mm-hmm. one you were. Um, and in all actuality, my mom's mother was Spanish Romanian and my dad's mother was Native American. So, mm-hmm. you know, but one thing the Lord actually taught me when, I got saved and I started getting in the word was I'm, I'm, I am no race. I am a child of God. There is, he don't look at any of us like, okay, I'm going to like this Mexican, but not this, not this Puerto Rican. And I'm going to like this black one, but not this, you know, he don't do that. You are, when you are born again, you are a child of God. You are not a color. You are a person. You belong to God. He loves you no matter what race you are. Yeah. How has that translated in your life to a caring profession? I know you, you're a nurse, you work in hospice. You, it seems to me everywhere you go, you're very caring and loving to others. Do you think because of the way you grew up and were born that somehow that has helped you to see with more compassion? Yes, it, it does. Um, I give you an example. I was in a hospital working. I was a traveler and it was a predominantly black hospital where we had this white uh, gentleman there who was racist. He actually had the swastik on his arm. So since I was the lightest black person there, they told me to take care of him. So I walked in and he was like cussing all the no one could touch him. He didn't want any black person in there whatsoever. So I walked in and I'm like, Spreknessy Deutsch. And his eyes just bright eyed and was so happy. He goes, you speak German? I said, a little. My mom's German. I said, she's from Verheim. So, you know, I went in there and I said, okay, we're going to have to have a deal here. I'm going to be the one taking care of you. But when I'm not here, if I find out that you spit, hit, cussed, or any of my co-workers at any time I would no longer be your nurse he goes I promise to be gentlemen so, the so two, he was going to be good yes so the three days I took care of him when I was working 312s he did perfect at the end of the day I was getting ready to leave and he was going to be discharged and I turned to him and I said I just want to let you know something I said what I said um I just want you and your brothers to know that I'm black or mixed and you can let them know that I took care of you and that I did a great job. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? It was. And you know what? He, and it changed his heart. It did. He said, thank you. He said, I never knew that someone could be so kind being black. And I'm like. <laughs> Sometimes we just need to experience the love for one another and spend time together and be together. Well, Shirley Marlowe, thank you so much for sharing your story. I wish you could have more time with her because she has such a compassionate heart and a love for bringing people together and caring for them. And that all comes from the father being that child of God. Well, I'm Jennifer Jackson. You've been listening to Simply for Women. I hope you'll go to jenniferjackson.com. Listen to our previous episodes. Grab some downloads. There's so many resources for you there. You've been listening to Simply for Women. 
We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jenniferjackson.com. That's jenniferjackson.com. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.